marriage, hauntings, murder, we've got it all. A husband and wife talking about all things real, scary, and truthful. Welcome to our podcast. Hey guys, are you in the United States or Japan and looking for a private investigation? Then I have got the website for you. Head to yaminotante.org and you will be able to find everything you need about them, ways to contact them, case types, and so much more. They are there to help you, like I said, if you are in the United States or Japan. All you have to do is head to www.yaminotante.org and you'll find everything you need and so much more. You can contact them if you have any questions and they'll be there to help you no matter what. So check them out if you're looking for a private investigator in the United States or Japan and enjoy. Hey guys, what's going on? So I have come to find out that there are people that don't know about Heyman Lee and Adnan Saeed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little episode here by myself, just kind of go over the details of the case to give like a Reader's Digest version of what happened, um, what's happening now. And like speculate about the future, I guess. Um, there is a there are two things you should do if you want to deep dive into this case. Number one, there's a podcast called Serial, which pretty much started most people's obsession about the murder of Heyman Lee. Um, the, it was season one. She deep dives into it. She talks to people. She talks to Adnan. She talks to family members. She talks to friends. She. It is a very thorough, very informative podcast. So you should listen to that. And then also, I think it's on HBO Max, but there is a documentary about Ednan and Heyman Lee, and that is also very informative and very good. And I think I've watched it twice. Um, it's just really well done. So those are two things, if you want to really get into it, that I would recommend you do. So like I said, I'm just going to kind of do like an overview and let's just get it going. Okay. So like I said, let's just jump right into it. So Heyman Lee was born October 15th, 1980. She was Korean American and she was a high school student at Baltimore County, Maryland, and she was last seen alive January 13th, 1999 in Baltimore County, Maryland. Um, four weeks later, her body was found in Lincoln Park, and she was killed by strangulation. Um, and like I said, her boyfriend at the time, or ex-boyfriend at the time, um, Ednan Saeed, who was born May 21st, 1981, was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years. So they pretty much zoned in on him from the beginning and didn't let up. From my perspective and pretty much um, what everyone else thought, it seemed like the, it seems like most people I talk to have the same opinion on this case and that he did not do it, but there are some people that do think he did it. So it really, you just never really know. Um... So, like I said, she was um, Korean-American. She was born in South Korea to her mother, Young Kim, and um, 
she and her brother Young Lee moved to the United States in 1992 to live with their grandparents. She went to Woodland Woodlawn High School, and she was an athlete and also played lacrosse and field hockey. And so, like I said, she disappeared on January 13, 1999. Her family reported her missing because she didn't pick up her younger cousin from daycare around 3.15 like she normally would. And um, they said a lot of people did see her leaving school that day, um, but they don't know where she went after that. The Baltimore police was really on it because as soon as her parents called in like she's missing, they immediately started investigating her as a disappeared person. Um, they called a lot of her friends to find her. Like I said, they looked into Ednan, who was her former boyfriend. And he said the last time that he saw her was around uh, the time that classes ended at school. They also reached her boyfriend at the time. I think he worked at Best Buy, but I'm not really sure. Don't hold me to that. Um, he said that he had not seen her all day. So they were kind of contacting everybody they knew that kind of knew her to see where she was. Um, but there's just so much in this that it's just insane. So, like I said, a month later, her body was discovered by a person in Leakin Park on February 9th. They became focused on the person who reported finding the body because it was, like, found in a weird way. Like, I think, um, from what I recall, it was just, like, somebody that was just, like, out in the woods, like, maybe drunk. I can't really remember. It's been a long time, but, no, it was just, like, a random, like, oh, there she is because she wasn't buried very deep as well. Um, they also received an anonymous phone call on February 12th saying that they should focus on Adnan. And um, one of his friends, whose name is Jay, told the police that Adnan had expressed intentions of killing Heyman Lee and stated that he helped Adnan bury her body after he confessed to killing her on January 13th. So... Jay has always been someone in this world of Heyman Lee murder theories that people have focused on. You know, he was very quick to say, oh, well, Adnan did it. And he was very quick to have, like, answers for everything. He was very calculated on the way that he said things. He, you know, knew things like he he was always quick to give up information um and a lot of people thought that that information was false but since you know they didn't really have a lot of leads at the time her body wasn't found until a month later they were like well maybe he's telling the truth so um the police applied for the cell phone records and began uh looking through those um, at Nod's cell phone records, and they arrested him on February 28th and charged him with first degree murder. So, there is a lot of information that the serial podcast does talk about during this time. They look at cell phone records, they look at where places are pinging, um, you know, at what time, and you know, who said they were where, and, you know, I think at one point, Jay had a non-cell phone, or he had a non-car, like, there's so much stuff to do with Jay, and a couple other people that don't really make a lot of sense, and Adnan has stood by, like, his story 100%, hasn't changed at all 100% since this happened, um, it's very interesting, 
to see, you know, like how things come about and how things, you know, are told. But like, like I said, his story never changed ever. Um, so as soon as he was arrested, his family hired a defense attorney named Christina Gutierrez. Um, and his trial began that December, but ended in a mistrial after three days because they overheard a sidebar dispute between his lawyer and the judge. So they had to do a mistrial. Um, and his second trial began in January and lasted six weeks. And in February of 20, February 25th, 2000, they found him guilty of kidnapping, false imprisonment, and robbery. So that's when he was sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years. Um, his family immediately fired Christina following the verdict because she just wasn't um, a very good lawyer in a lot of people's opinion. And of course, obviously, in his family's opinion as well. So he appealed his conviction in 2003 and was unsuccessful. He also made an appeal for post-conviction relief in 2010 um, because they said that his old lawyer failed to investigate an alibi witness who said that she was with Saeed at the library at the exact time that the producer said that she was attacked in the Best Buy parking lot. So he had somebody that said, I was with him at this time, but they never even followed up with it. So that should have been, boom, a big piece of information right there. Um, a lot of people thought, you know, another reason he probably shouldn't be in here, but they never did anything about it. Um, they also said her name was Asia McLean. She sent letters, um, to Saeed, uh, while he was in jail and, um, his, like, they didn't, they were like, whatever, you know, these letters don't make any sense. We're not going to worry about them. They're weak. Um, they're, they could be damning evidence for the defense, so we're not going to worry about it. And his appeal was denied again. So he appealed, um, again in 2015 and, uh, because he wanted the test, uh, testimony of Asia McLean and they filed a motion on August 24th saying that the cell tower evidence used by prosecutors was misleading and should not have been admitted at trial. Um, they also said that his post-conviction relief proceedings would be reopened in the interest of justice for all parties. She then ended up testifying that she talked to Saeed in the library on that day and it kind of stalled for a little bit. Um, he was granted a request for a new trial and vacated his conviction in 2016. They said that his old lawyer rendered ineffective assistance when she failed to cross-examine the state's experts regarding the reliability of the cell tower location evidence. Um, his team was denied motion for bail, of course. So in 2018, um, they upheld his request for a new trial at the Court of Special Appeals. And they said that his counsel failed to basically... Uh, raise a reasonable doubt that he did this and um, he deserved a new trial. And so they were like, great. Sounds wonderful. On March 8, 2019, 
the court appeal reversed the findings of the lower courts and denied his request for a new trial. So then they also rejected his appeal for another new trial. They were like, we're confident in this, blah, blah, blah. We got it. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, I didn't do this. So then in 2014 was when the Serial Podcast came out. And I'm telling you, you have to listen to it. Like, I want to listen to it again now that everything is out and happened because it was so interesting. It was downloaded more than 100 million times by June 2016. Um, The Innocence Project was getting involved after the podcast. They wanted to do DNA testing of the physical evidence from 1999. And documents obtained by the Baltimore Sun show that uh, prosecutors tested multiple items and it did not match any of the DNA present. So they were like, hey, what's this about? So in March of this year, 2022, the Baltimore City State Attorney signed a motion filed by Saeed's defense attorney, Erica J. Souter, requesting that the court order new DNA testing on her clothes, shoes, and rape kit for Heyman Lee. They said that the items had never been DNA tested, and a judge ordered that uh, the police send evidence to forensic crime lab in California within 15 days. So, that was interesting to say the least. And this month, uh, September 2022, Saeed was uh, released from prison because his uh, conviction was vacated. And they have said that they are looking into two different people, but they won't release names and they won't say anything really else about it because it's, of course, an ongoing trial, an ongoing investigation. So they do have 30 days to decide. Um whether or not to proceed with a new trial against Ednan or to drop the charges completely. Um, because like I said, they're looking into uh, more people at the time, but they, you know, they're not going to release any information about that at the time or now. Um, it's at least two alternative suspects, they say. So um, I don't really know what's going to happen there. They do talk about also in some articles how Jay Wilde's story changed multiple times. So I'm wondering if he is one of the people that they're looking into. But like I said, they haven't said anything. So don't like hold me to that. But I'm sure we're all thinking it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're probably all thinking the same thing. If I had to guess, I just don't know. So I will be very interested to see if they give him um, a new trial or not, or if they just kind of let him go and uh, focus on the new people. I don't know. I'm really interested to kind of see where this is going to go. I also saw an article that um, HBO was planning to release a follow-up episode to the docuseries that they did before um, the case against Anand Saeed. So I will be interested in watching that as well because it's just fascinating, really, totally. Um, it's hard to see, like I said, what's going to come next. Um, 
I don't know. They could find new evidence, you know, with the DNA testing. They never really said anything about that. Um, it, I mean, I, it's hard to think if the new trial could help him. Um, I don't think they would go forth with a new trial if it was going to hurt him because they wouldn't release him after all this time with new information if they were just going to put him right back in jail, in my opinion. Um, so they could drop the charges, but also use new evidence to prosecute someone else. Um, but no matter what happens, I know that her family deserves closure and deserves an actual final answer to what happened to their daughter in 1999, truly. Um, because it's been so long and, you know, they deserve to have answers on their child, just like anybody else would. It's very interesting. Um, this is one of those cases that, like I said, people have just followed for a really long time. So... It will be interesting to see how this turns out and how this, you know, pans out, I guess, just for everyone. Um, I will definitely be antsy for the next 30 days to see what will come of this because it's very interesting. You don't see this happen a lot. Um, so they must have something pretty solid to say, okay, you can go. So I am definitely interested to see what that is going to be. Um, but like I said, Serial is very, very good to listen to. And the HBO documentary, they both go in depth. Um, they talk about the cell phone. The cell phone thing is just, it's hard to uh, think that that should be held up in court, in my opinion. Um but I don't know. To me, it's kind of like a lie detector test. Like your your phone, your your phone, your phone could ping, you know, from any tower at any time, depending depending on where you are. Your phone could ping here. It's just really weird. Um, it could ping from somewhere like miles away that you're not even at. Just like internet, you know. Like sometimes my internet says that I'm like in Atlanta, and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not. <laughs> so um, I don't think that should have been like a big thing that they focused on, but it definitely was. And they, they really listened to everything that Jay said. And I don't think they should have done that either, but that's just my opinion on the case. And, um, yeah, I, I will be interested to see if he is one of the people that they're looking into because I think a lot of people probably just suspect that they are. Um, I don't, I can't remember if they talked to him in the show or not. I think I'm like 99% sure she did talk to him in the podcast. Like I said, I think I'm going to re-listen to it because it's just so wonderful. So those are two things you need to do for a deep dive. I just kind of wanted to come on here and do like an overview of what happened um, to her, what, what has been happening to him for years and years and why people just don't think that he is guilty. Um, a lot of people don't, most people, like I said, most people don't, like I said, most people don't. And just like I've met people that do, but they aren't like set in their ways. I think they could be persuaded other way. I mean, it, it would be really crazy if it does turn out to be him. And like all these years, he's just been like pulling the rug over our eyes, but I really am uh, not feeling like that is true. So, um, that being said, this is just like a little update. Uh, get all your information from the other podcasts because, like I said, it's it's a great place to start. And the um, documentary as well. 
and I will definitely be keeping you updated as much as I can during everything that's going to unfold with this case. So be on the lookout for that. And as usual, thanks for listening and we will scare you later.